0: Have you ever found yourself wondering if there is more to life than your current circumstance? Perhaps you're stuck in a rut of mundane, unsure of where you belong, maybe you feel bound by chains of poor decision making, feeling lost, but brave enough to consider, what if there's more to life than this? Hi, I'm Cindy Linton and I want to welcome you to the church. My husband Josh and I are pastors of a growing congregation of people gathering together in normal Illinois. People who have found the answer to this question is a yes and are committed to joining together in an effort to honor God, love people, and discover truth. Thank you for joining us today.
1: So we're going to finish our series today that we started a few weeks ago. Uh, the series is called What Floats Our Boat. But next Sunday, I'm so excited about next Sunday. Next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. I mean. and, I, and I'm just telling you, I've been telling you for two weeks now, this is going on the third week, we're going to rejoice. We're going yes. to celebrate. We're going to have a party yeah, next, yes. next Sunday. We're, we're going to treat it like it should be treated because it, it needs to be common That's in our right. lives. The day, the day of Pentecost shouldn't just be a day, but it should be an everyday instance, an everyday yes. event yes. that takes place in our lives, the outpouring of God's Spirit. We need yes. it. We need it so much so much and and if you don't know anything about it please come next Sunday and we're going to dive into Acts 1 and Acts 2 and if you're if you're encouraged and you're interested dive in yourself to Acts 1 and Acts 2 and Acts 3 and and get into your word I believe now more than ever we need God's presence amen I I mean she talked about it in prayer You, you read and you see whether you want to or not what's going on in this world and 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 we we just can't we, we can't be without God's presence. That's right, yeah. we, we need Him to, to, to renew our minds. And so I want to preach. I've been preaching this series called What Floats Your Boat. And the term means do what brings you joy. And the idea is of doing whatever we feel like doing. Now, I don't want to preach the idea of doing what you feel like doing. I want to preach against The idea of doing what you feel like doing. I want to preach the idea into us. I want to preach against the spirit of do what you feel. I want to preach the spirit of God to us. That's what we need in this hour. We need to move away from, well, I feel like this or I feel like that. No, we need to move into an area where God leads us. And He encourages us. And He guides us. I I can't live by myself. Doug, if I I go by my own ways, I'm going to fall to sin. All the time. And the way this world is, it's set up for me to fall. But in God's presence, we're going to make it through. We're going to come out like gold tried in the Amen. fire. and We're going to yes. be shiny. Amen. And people are going to attach on. And they're going to grab onto us. So I want to preach against the spirit of do what floats your boat. And I want to preach God's will. And, and right. we've, been, we've been taking a lot of our text from Romans 12 and 2. Where Paul says to the church in Rome, he says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want my mind to be renewed. How many want their mind to be renewed? (laughs) You know where that starts? It starts on Monday. But you know when we come into a service like that, where that starts? It starts with praise. It starts with praise. I just move everything that came with me, and I just get it out of here, and I start to lift up praise. And we talked about that last Sunday, and I started the series talking about needing a reverence for God, a reverent fear. We've right. got to get back to that place where we're all That's inspired right. by God. Amen. I they use that word tinge, a tinge of all, where we're just waiting with expectation Amen. of what God is going to do next. I talked about when was the last time you woke up looking for all from yeah. God? When was the last time you walked with expectation of God going to do something? I got quite a few of those in my life going on right now. And I'm in awe every time I open my eyes. I'm in awe every time I turn around. I'm in awe every time you show up. (laughs) I'm in awe because God is doing it all. I'm just a willing vessel. That's all I am. That's all we are. We just gotta be willing, obedient vessels in this and God takes care of all the rest. And last last Sunday we had we had one we had one quite a heck of a time last Sunday because we talked about rejoicing. Yeah. And we rejoice. We yeah. rejoice from the front. From the front to the back. We nice. rejoice from the side to the side. And, and we didn't just rejoice here. I hope that you took rejoicing with Amen. you every day yeah. this week. Yes. Because it's not just about rejoicing when we're together. It's about rejoicing when we wake up. It's about giving God that praise that He is worthy of. It's about lifting up our voice no matter good, no matter bad, no matter up. No matter down, we need to rejoice. We need to rejoice. And these are all, these are all positions and, and principles of God that are going to allow us, our mind to be transformed. Because if we're not careful, we're going to be conformed real quick to this world. We're going to be conformed real quick. And it's going to conform us to think that when the world's down, I need to be down. And when the world's up, I need to be up. When my politician wins, I should be happy. When my politician loses, I need to be mad. And that has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, should we should always be up. We should always be encouragers. We should always be growing because we should always have a rejoice in our hands. So today I want to finish our series on What Floats Your Boat. Yeah, it's a, it's a unique little title, but I want to finish it the way we started our worship service today. I want to finish it talking about preaching about faith-filled prayer. Amen. Right. Because if we want to be transformed,
0: yes. we need to have
1: communication with God. Yes. And that communication doesn't have to be, it can't be simple, it has to be faith-filled. There's one way we communicate with God, and that's faith. And I'm hoping through the Word today that our Word shows us that I can't go without.
0: Right. I can't
1: go with wavering. I've got to go with faith. I've got to go with a grain of a mustard seed side faith. That's all I need, but I've got to have faith. Because if I don't have faith, then my prayer is just going and hitting nothing. So would you stand with me? Uh, I'm going to go to James chapter 1, uh, verse 5-8. through eight. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and unabradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith. Say that with me. Let him ask in faith. I'm I'm new at getting people to talk behind me, so let's do that again. But But let him him ask 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 in in faith. Yes, look at what we did there. Yes. Nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driveth with the wind and tossed. For let not, for let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Yeah. A double-minded man is stable, unstable in all of his ways. That's what I want us to see today. That when we become double-minded, we're unstable. That we need a faith-filled prayer. We need faith in our prayer. We need faith in our lives. We need faith in action. We need faith when we praise. We need faith when we worship. We need faith when we get up in the morning. And we need faith when we go to bed at night. Because without it, we are like an unstable individual who's going to fall to one side or the other. So would you pray with me one more time this morning? Lord Jesus, I pray right now that you would help our unbelief today, God. Lord, I pray that you would renew our mind of understanding of who you are, God. Lord, I pray that, that whatever doubt we might have right now, Lord, let it fade. Let it fade as faith, God, that measure that you've given to every one of us. Let that rise in the house today, Lord Jesus. Lord, we didn't come to worship and to lift you up just to leave the same way we came, God. But I pray that there would be a move of, the, of your spirit upon us today, God. And that faith, God, faith would rise and we would begin to operate in the faith that you've given us, Lord. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 You could be seated again. If any lack faith, James calls out, let him ask God, when was the last time, and you don't have to answer this or raise your hand, but when was the last time you lacked faith? Might have just been last week. Might have been this morning. Might be right now. <laughs> when was the last time we lacked? But when was the last time we asked? Yeah. You see, I think a lot of times we we fall into this trap of lacking faith. And so we, we just we just stop asking. We literally take the scripture for granted where we just stop asking because our faith gets so small. But can I tell you it doesn't start out that way? Because the Bible says we've all been given a measure of faith and that's the faith that James is talking about that's the faith that James wants us to grab a hold of again that's the faith that we want to shake around in us today because if he says if any lack let him ask of God prayer is a fundamental aspect of our lives amen it should be it should be it should be the same as our relationship with an individual we should talk to God as much as I talk to sale I should talk to God as much as I talk to my wife. That's how relationships work. If we never talked to each other, we probably wouldn't be bound to each other by any commitments or anything like that, would we? No, we wouldn't. We would just be strangers passing by. And I think sometimes that's how we get with God. We just become strangers passing by in the world. And we, we start to use words like chance and happenstance. And we start to throw words like luck and all of these kind of things around, and really it's faith. It really, it's, un, it's founded in God. It's everything that's built on God. There is no chance. There is no luck. There is none of that. It's all God-given ability that He has laid out and pressed before us. Amen? Amen. We oftentimes think it's, it was easy for James and John's, John and the other dis, other's disciples to ask because Jesus was right there and they could see Him, wasn't yeah. He? And so so we we read James's words and this was after after Christ and and but we read his words like he's standing Jesus is standing right there and he's just talking to him. How awesome would that be if Jesus was standing right here and we can just talk to him. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Well guess what he is? <laughs> he is he is right here and we can just reach out and talk to him. But the question is is we don't really operate like that because we really want to see him. Everything I read in the scripture tells me that it should be just that easy for me today i should be able to talk to god like he's standing right beside me paul says in second corinthians 5 and 7 for we walk by faith and not by sight but yet i'm wanting jesus standing beside me i want him standing beside me until he stands beside me i'm not going to talk to him but the bible says we walk by faith and not by sight the author of hebrews says faith is the substance of things hoped right, for and right. the evidence of things not seen. Scripture after Scripture after Scripture tells me that my faith is not founded than the fact that I can see Him. My faith is founded in what I believe that I cannot see. That's how my faith and our faith mm-hmm. should operate today. That's faith-filled prayer. I can't see it, but I know it's taking right, place. Right. I can't feel it. But I know that it's taken place. Just because I can't physically see God doesn't mean He is not here. Amen?
0: Right, Just
1: because I physically can't feel Him doesn't mean He's not here. Amen? Because those are the moments that our faith lacks the most. When we can't see and we can't feel, those are the moments that our faith lacks the most. And our faith is tried the most. And those are the moments that we should find ourselves on our knees the most, but most time. Those are the moments we walk away the quickest because we don't feel. In our opening scripture, James is showing us what faith and prayer and faith and prayer in faith looks like. He's not showing us just how to pray for wisdom. The scripture is showing us that all types of prayer, uh, the only successful prayer is a prayer is a faith filled prayer. I'm using the word a lot, but I need us to understand and I need us to grasp this understanding the way we need to renew our mind is we need to grab back a hold of that faith. It's not a cliche. Faith in God and faith in our walk is not cliche. That is literally how we need to live every day. Dependent upon the Father. And the only way we become dependent is allowing that faith to rise because I'll I'll tell you what, I could be pretty successful by myself can. Yeah. I can do a lot of things. God's right. given me a lot of talent right. and a lot of time and a lot of treasure. He's given me a lot and I can do a lot on my own. The problem is, is when I start doing it on my own, I have no faith that he's going to back That's me up right. and follow me.
0: Yeah.
1: You're, you're, you're not, you're, I'm, I'm getting some blank stares, but I, I, I'm, I'm human. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty common. And I know a lot of us And what we do is we rely on our own talents and we say, I can do this and I don't need God for that. And as we do, we move him out of the big things. As we move him out of the small things, we also move him out of the big things. And we start to take our own position as our own God in our life. And now I no longer need faith because I can supply all my needs until I can't. And then in those moments, I come running back. To the Father as quick as I can. Hoping that He can hear me. But because I've allowed so much doubt. And so much wavering to creep in. I don't even really know if He hears me anymore. And my mind has got to be Jesus. renewed. Yeah. In the fact that He's always listening. Right. He, he's always like a loving Father. Just right. going, come on. Right. Come on back to me. I'm right here. Right. And I'm waiting. That's 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 all He's doing. Yeah. But yet because we waver. But because we doubt. James says if we want wisdom. We should ask for it in faith.
0: Yeah.
1: Wisdom. <laughs> How many people do you know that don't have wisdom? <laughs> don't oh, raise maybe. your own hand. I don't
0: have enough. <laughs> 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 but
1: but, <laughs> but I, know, I, I know people. And I know times in my own life where I've lacked wisdom. And you know what I didn't do? I didn't ask for it in faith. Yeah. If I just work harder if I just do this, or if I just do that. And that's the whole problem. It's all about I. It's all about self. And it's never about God. And it's never about me just having faith to know, you know what, no matter how much wisdom or how much I need, God can supply all of it. God is the author and the finisher. God is all all of that and more. But faith-filled prayer is not just bring wisdom. Faith-filled prayer is the key to unlocking the storehouse of God's promises and blessings. It's the key.
0: I can come up to
1: the door all I want, but I can't get in without faith because faith unlocks the door and allows it to be open. It's our faith that activates us. It's our faith that has got us to this point right here. But it's only our faith that's going to move us farther. It's going to grow this congregation. It's the faith of us, church. It's our faith, and it has to be activated in the kingdom. It has to be activated in our prayers. It has to be activated in my conversations. Prayer sometimes is a big word. I know it's a big word. That's why I used it. Sometimes it's a heavy word. But it's just communication. We think it has to be just this set-up thing. It doesn't. It's supposed to be spontaneous and all the time. Prayer without ceasing. It's always supposed to take place. But I figured I've got to get everything right. I've got to get everything situated. It's got to be quiet because God can't hear me in the noise. And I get myself so caught up in what prayer is supposed to be. It's just supposed to be, hey, God, how are you doing today? Yeah. Yeah, I could really use some help. I could really use this, or I could really use that. Or, hey, God, I just really want to come and give you the glory that you deserve today. That's where faith builds up, because now I'm talking constantly. Now I'm talking to Him constantly, and I just begin to see things that I never saw before, because He begins to lay it out, because I'm asking, and I'm seeking it out. Faith-filled prayer is the key. Faith is the condition of any successful prayer. Without faith, it's impossible. Without faith, we might as well not even. That's right. And that's the problem. Because most of the time, we don't have faith, and we don't even. Because we think it's so hard to get faith, but it's already been given. It's a measure that we already has. James tells us about faith, and in doing so, he shows us the opposite. Have you ever, have you ever noticed that? Sometimes to describe something, you use the opposite, just, just to give people a better understanding. And he talks about wavering. He uses the word wavering. As James lays it out, it, it refers to the struggle Within the mind. You ever waver? Woo. You ever go to McDonald's and you're not sure if you want a McChicken or a double a McDouble? And you waver all the time. All the time. See, there's things that we waver in decision making. And then there's faith things that we waver. There's there's life events that we waver on. And because we're not sure which direction and which decision. And there's little or a struggle in our mind. Some people, you can read it on their face. Some people, you can see the internal struggle. It's literally, they're battling themselves. They are on this side of their mind, and they are on this side, and they are yelling at themselves. And you can watch it on their face. Their eyes do certain things. My eyes don't do certain things, but their <laughs> eyes do certain things. They get brows and and their cheekbones and all of it. And you get their face gets red, and you just start to see distraught upon them. And that's exactly what James is telling us about. He is he is saying that when we waver, there is a struggle within our mind. It's why God is calling for us to renew our minds, because without a renewed mind, we're going to struggle. Without a renewed mind, we're going to waver. Right. Over time, a wavering spirit can creep in like James is describing. Wavering arises when a person's thoughts take both sides in an internal debate, like I said. Uh, And I I ask you if you've argued and sometimes some of you have. A debate, you ask. A debate over what? Whether God is in fact in fact hears and answers our prayers. Mm -hmm. That's the debate. Why do I need to call out? I'm not even sure if He will. You ever thought that thought? This is a pretty big prayer, God. I'm I'm not sure if I call it out to you, if you'll, 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 you'll hear me. I'm not sure if you'll, you'll respond. I, I, I'm not sure, God. And in the same breath, we debate over God's promises to guide us in all things. And we don't even know what to pray. But God has already ordained our words. God, you, you can go back into Moses, and Moses was supposed to go before Pharaoh, and he didn't even know what to say. And God said, did I not give you the words? Have I not made man's mouth? Have I not made man able to speak? And yet we, want, we battle so much, not just God, God, can, can you answer my prayer? But God, I don't even know what to say. And so we stand there like a mime in a box, just trapped. And just looking around for help. In any direction. and Do you realize that's just not us? But that's 68,000 people. That's 84,000 people. In a community that we're standing around, you can walk by them in their day and they're just, they're just trapped because they don't even know what direction to take and they don't even know what direction to go. And God is trying not just to speak to us, but He's trying to speak through us. And when we have doubt of not knowing if He can answer our prayers, everybody that He's placed in our life now has that same doubt because we are supposed to be God's light into this world. And without a faith-filled prayer, how in the world are we ever going to be that light that God has called us to be? But let alone, how are we ever going to settle the struggle in our mind? Because there are big prayers. And there are things that I don't know what to say. And in those moments that I don't know what to say, I really just have to let God move upon me with faith to say the right thing. It might not sound like the right thing when it comes out of my mouth, but it's the thing that God wanted to come out of my mouth, wavering within ourselves to the point we become helpless because we have debated ourselves to exhaustion. You ever debated debated yourself to exhaustion and you use these words, I just give up. I just give up. You ever said that? Those words ever come out of your mouth? I'm just done. I can't do this anymore. I'm just done. Because we've struggled and we've struggled and we've struggled for so long. But God says, I just need you to quit struggling and I just need you to allow that faith. To rise up in you one more time. I just need you to shake off the dust. And I just need that faith in me. That faith of knowing that I'm the one that hung the stars. That we talked about in rejoicing last Sunday. The faith that the width of his hand. He knew the universe. The fifth of the palm of his hand. He fits it all in his hand. Having that faith to know that we just don't serve some plain God. We serve the God. Yes. Yes. we don't serve right. just some king we yes. serve the yes. king right. see it's in it's in those moments those moments right. that you're like i give up that mean that's the moments that you say no 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 i can't give up enemy right. i can't right. give right. up because i know the king i know that's the god right. of all creation i know who he is
0: Hallelujah. Yeah.
1: it's in those moments the greek expression does not picture a single wave when it talks about wavering, it pictures an ocean full of waves sweeping in one after another, pushing us down with the water because they're coming from all different directions. When we waver, our faith is challenged from every direction. That's why it gets tougher the more we doubt and the more we waver because it's coming from all different directions. It's why when we wake up in the morning, the the Bible says that we die daily so that when we get up the next morning, we need to put on that faith. We need to walk in that faith. So when wavering comes, we're not wavering. We're standing upon the rock. That's why the day of Pentecost is so important because he said, Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell Uh, shall not prevail against it because it was a solid foundation. It was a solid foundation that Jesus was setting up for the church to put their feet upon. To know that if you go in this direction and you stand upon it, when everything around you moves, this is not going to move. This is going to be solid. And what James is telling us in this is turmoil. A lack of faith. We will not receive anything from God. It is virtually our faith that allows our prayers to go up into the heavens, to approach the throne. And without that faith, it's like it just goes to the ceiling and falls back down. Yeah. Have you ever prayed a prayer and act like it actually just dropped flat forward? Sure. I have. Mm-hmm. I prayed a prayer. I prayed a pretty pretty big prayer, I thought, and it went. I don't even think it went past my shoe. Yeah. And I started to examine myself and examine my prayer, and I had to find myself in repentance in repentance, because it wasn't that God didn't want to hear it. It was because I didn't have the faith to believe it. But when we have the faith to believe it, it moves out into the atmosphere. It becomes alive in the kingdom. It's why the enemy wants to take our faith. It's why the enemy wants to take our faith. A wavering person with doubt, James described it as is double-minded. The flaw is not that the Lord is not listening. The flaw is in us as a wavering. Double-minded literally means two souls. It's taken from the Old Testament, double-hearted, a divided heart. A divided heart because we're not really sure where our prayer or where our, or our voice and our decision should, should go. It's a person with, with so much insecurities in, in whose statement that they can't be depended on because they either have divided loyalty or we just lie or we're just dishonest. And when we become divided, we don't want to hear, we don't want to hear that. But that's really what it is, because we're not loyal here and we're not loyal there. We can say the thing here and we can say the same thing there. We become split in who we are. We become a split personality. You want to look at the world on a grand scale and see all this mental health that really needs to be addressed and talked about. Do you know that it can all be all be transformed and changed if we put on the mind of Christ? All right. All right. If we allow the mind of Christ just to take over us. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that it's real because it's real. And there are conversations that need to be had. But when we renew our mind, God yeah. takes care of every avenue of that. He yeah. makes what was yeah. once double. Yeah. He makes it now singular. Yeah. He makes what was once gloomy. Yeah. He makes it light. Yeah. He makes what was once dark. And yeah. he lifts it up Thank in his spirit. Lord. A person that is double-minded. The, the, the word picture of a double-minded individual, James draw, is drawing from, is a person who prays with a heart that is divided between faith and doubt. Do you know know the word schizophrenia? Uh, Schizophrenia is when you have two sometimes split personalities. And when you have a split personality in prayer, oftentimes it looks like, Lord, I know you can do it. Man, I just wish you could. Lord, I believe that you can make a way. Oh, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it this time. We become double-minded to the point where doubt creeps in and we just don't know where to trust. James shows us that when and if we have doubt, we become unstable in all our ways. Unstability suggests some, something that is, pl- that is not planted in the ground. Something that is unsteady and likely to topple over. When you wavered, did you feel like you were going to fall? A lot of times when wavering has crept into my life, I felt like I was going to fall because everything around me was moving at a rapid pace. James is telling us that when, when a double-minded person walks, they have a hard time staying on their feet we all like to laugh and giggle when we somebody slip and fall but it never comes to the thought that we when we doubt are going to stumble and we're going to fall because the next thing you know doubt creeps in and doubt leads us to laying on the floor and giving up we need a renewing of a faith-filled prayer we need to be a church of faith-filled prayer we need to be in practice of faith-filled yeah. prayer. Yeah. We need to be on our knees in faith-filled prayer. I know this isn't what you maybe wanted to hear today, but this is the direction that God is moving us in. It's not always going to be yeehaw and yee It's always going to be that way in the kingdom. But in our lives, sometimes we need to hear things. I've got to get this right. Because if I don't get this right, I'm just going to be stuck here. And I'm going to be going in circles after circles after circles. Jesus spoke about double-mindedness as well in Mark and in Matthew. And he said this in Mark 9 and 23, Jesus said unto them, if thou canst believe all things, if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth. If you can believe, if you can allow faith to stir up in you, all things are possible to him that believe. And he goes on in Matthew 21, 21 through 22, and he said, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto thee, if ye have faith, And and doubt not, ye shall not only be able to do this, which ye did to the fig tree, but ye shall also say unto the mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it shall be done. Now, some of you, that's going to be a familiar scripture to us, because that's the vision that God had given me for the church this year. That we're going to be mountain movers. Right. That we are going to move into a city because we have prayer and we have fasting, and we're committed to the kingdom. Amen. Mm-hmm. And that's only going to be possible to move mountains and obstacles if we have faith to believe. Yes. It's scriptural in what in what the Lord said, and He goes on to twenty two, and He says, "All things whichsoever she ask in prayer, ye shall believe." In prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Faith-filled prayer can move mountains. Faith-filled prayer can take the tallest mountain and drop it into the ocean. That's how God has created everything around us. The promises that are possible are through prayer of faith. It's what we are establishing ourselves on. It's what we are moving upon. It's a people of prayer. Listen, if we don't have prayer in our life, let's just pack it up right now. Right, right. That that's how serious it is. Yeah. Like like I realize you look around and you're like, well, there's only twenty, thirty people in here. There only needs to be one, that's right. one with faith, that's right. because where two or three are gathered, there the Lord is. Yeah. So if I'm one, I'm going to automatically bring in two. And where there's two, that's where the Lord is, and the Spirit moves. We're not, we're not small because of our size. We're small because of our faith. Because when our faith grows, we are largest than any other congregation that God has put out there. Because it's not about number size, it's about faith size, and it's about what God can do and trusting in God. The promise that all things are possible through a prayer and faith should not just excite us, it should encourage us to operate in faith-filled prayer. I don't preach and get excited just to get you excited. I preach hoping that the fact that the word will jump off the pages and attach into our life and move us to make decisions. That's why we have been called to preach. That's why we have been called to take the gospel. It's the same way with our friends, and it should be the same with our family. Why? Because we have not. Because we ask not. How much faith? We need to have to accomplish great things. Matthew seventeen and twenty says, and Jesus said unto them, Because of your un because of your unbelief unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, then you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence yonder, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible unto you, even with little faith. Even with little faith, nothing is impossible. My wife did a study this week on the mustard seed. And there are so many things that the mustard seed brings. Not right. just the size, but there are so many positives. And it was the mustard seed that Jesus used as the example of faith in our life. Because when faith riles up, no matter how big or small, health comes in. Right. Success, right. abundance, of all that stuff moves into our life. It's just not a side Conversation that God is having. We've been praying. We've been praying. We started two weeks ago. We've been praying for a building. That's
0: right. Amen.
1: You've been praying with me for a building? We've been praying for a building. I believe God's going to move in that situation. Yes. Amen. Amen. We shouted and we rejoiced about it last week. We've been praying, Karen. We've been praying for your back. That's right. And I believe that God is going to still give you a full healing and recovery. Can I just tell you and use both examples, Karen? How long we've we been praying since the beginning? Since the beginning, we've been praying years, years. Does that mean it's not possible? Nope. Nope. What it means is I need to take my faith before the throne every That's day. Right. Say, God, I, I know you're able. That's right. God, you're I right. know it's possible. That's right. God, I know you have it all in your hands. That's God, right. whenever it's going to be, God, however long it's going to take, God, I'm going to believe. That's I'm going right. to wake up, I'm going to square my That's shoulders, right. and I'm going to believe every That's day. Right. Amen. know sometimes it's probably hard for you to get up and pray that prayer but you know what i pray that prayer for
0: you that's right cindy
1: pray we pray that prayer as a church we believe that because we are going to know that one day karen is going to be standing here or in some other building and she's going to be dancing and she's going to be be rejoicing and she's going to be be shouting moving a mountain is clearly impossible it's impossible That's what God wants us to understand. It's impossible without Him. That's right. But with Him, all things are possible. With Him, all things are possible. We've been praying about a building. We've been praying about a building since last September and even before that. And I can't give you all the details. I'll be kicked out of the church if I do. But we've been praying. And God has been moving. And we shouted last week that God is just going to give us that building. And can I tell you that God is going to give us that building. It's not just something I'm speaking out but I'm speaking it out in faith. Because when it comes out of my mouth in faith, I can't take it back. There's no doubt. I'm standing before you. Yes, Um, yes, it's already there. And I'm standing before you. And I've got to proclaim. And it's the same we have to do in our life. It's going to sound silly at times. The sillier it sounds, the greater God gets the glory. The sillier it sounds. (laughs) Yes. 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 In (coughs) Jesus' name. Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's encouraging. It's encouraging when I'm sitting beside somebody. And I got a little shout well up in me. But you know what is the most important? When I'm by myself. When I'm by myself. My prayers by myself have to be the most faithful. Because I don't know anybody's around me. I don't know anybody's with me. I can't perceive God on my left, and I can't perceive him on my right. I can't perceive him when I go forward, and I can't perceive him when I go back. But I know that he is there, and I know that he knows my ways, and I know that he holds my hand. I know that he has me in my hand, and that's when my faith, that's when prayer-filled faith shows the strongest don't okay. stop praying. Don't stop believing. Right. Pray now more than That's ever. Right. We need prayer now more than ever. We need to be on our knees now more than ever. God is moving us. God is moving us from this building to the next to the next wherever he wants to take us he's moving us and in that movement we have got to be found upon p- faith romans 5 says where sin abounds grace did much more abound faith is the fuel for greater spiritual power faith is our fuel for for what god is calling us to do in this hour just as doubt can be uncertainty about what to pray faith can be certainty that god is guiding our words. Faith will give us the words to say, Pastor, I don't know what to say. That's okay. God knows what you're supposed to say. And we just need to let Him talk through us. We just need to let that faith come out. My situation is so big, I don't know what to say. Have you ever thought about looking in this Word and begin to pray the Word? You know, they went through quite a bit of stuff in this Bible, in this Scripture. How about we just pray the Word? How about we speak faith when we speak the Word in our lives? Just as doubt can be unbelief, that God will answer faith is believe belief that he will always answer you see how they flip doubt so quickly can say i don't know if he will faith automatically says he will
0: faith automatically says he's going to i
1: don't know what to say god knows what to say I don't know where to go. God knows where I to go. Did.
0: Faith and I doubt flip
1: yeah. each other. You yeah. can't have one and have the other because we become that double-minded, as the scripture tells us. Faith in any form is showing God that we are be- we are becoming exactly what He wants us to be. His. Jesus. That's, right. yeah. That's what faith is. I'm yours.
0: That's right. I'm yours, God. That's right. I don't
1: belong to anybody else. I belong to you. It Faith-filled is. prayer strengthens our relationship with God. Our personal relationship with God. It's not a corporate relationship. We're a corporate body, but it's a personal relationship in the body. And I need my personal relationship. I need sale to have a strong personal relationship with God because it's part of the body. It's it's, it's just a growing part of faith in the body because he's going to stand up here. When he opens, when he prays, when he preaches, and he's going to speak faith. And she's going to be up here when she sings. And she's going to speak. And I'm going to be back here when I worship. And I'm going to speak faith. And I'm going to speak life. And I'm going to speak hope. Because it doesn't just happen when we come into a congregation. It happens in our personal prayer closet. Stand with me this morning. We have not been called to conform to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing, of our minds. There is no better place to renew our minds than in prayer. Amen? Amen. Faith-filled prayer. Our musicians are going to come this morning. Sometimes we just need practical application of how we're supposed to get. I can say faith-filled prayer all day long, but if I don't leave practical application, sometimes we wonder how we're supposed to get there. The best way to start to grow into faith-filled prayer is the same way most of the time it's the best way to start with anything on your knees in repentance, in a sign of surrender. God, I've had doubt. God, I've wavered sometimes in my life. God, I don't, I don't I don't, want to choose that path anymore, Lord. I'm choosing to follow after your path, God. That measure of faith that you have put inside me, God. I'm praying that it's shaken and it's stirred right now, Lord. I don't want to walk around wondering if you will, God. I want to walk around knowing that you will. And that's how application takes place. That's how when we wake up tomorrow morning and we wake up and we feel hurt or we feel pain, that we go, God, I repented and I'm repenting now. No doubt, no wavering, no double-minded in my life, Lord, that I know that you are able. And then we just allow God to guide our words. And we believe that the words that are coming out of my mouth, he will hear and he will respond to. Oftentimes it's why we don't want to lift our voice because we're not sure what to say. Do you know the voice can't come out if we... I'm not a ventriloquist, but my voice can't come out when my lips are touched, when my lips are closed. And a lot of times that's the first sign of letting doubt go is I just open my mouth. And I don't know what's going to come out, but then words just begin to come out of my mouth and I begin to believe and I begin to allow that faith to acclimate in the atmosphere and the Spirit of the Lord because there's more than two or three in this place. The Spirit of the Lord just begins to move in this atmosphere because we've said it with praise. And as my words begin to come out, God just begins to move like a mighty rushing wind upon us and those words just come out again and again and again. And it's why James says the tongue is the last thing to go. And it's why God uses the tongue as the sign of His Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues because it's a surrendering of faith. It's a surrendering of faith to know that God is greater and God is able and I've given over every part of my life and myself to You, God. Oh, yes, Lord, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, we need to stir up the gift of faith today. Is there anybody that wants to stir up that gift of faith today? Lord, move out of Luke. without any doubt, any wavering that may be present, God. Forgive me of my doubting and my wavering in the past, God. But I pray, Lord, right now that you would let faith arise in me. God, I pray that you would let faith arise from the front to the back. Even if I don't see it, God, let it begin to move and let it begin to operate, Lord. You and you alone hold all that I am in your hands, Lord. You, you alone hold all that I am in your hands today, Lord. God, I pray that as we begin to sing, God, that we would find a place to pray, right there in our seats, or right up here at the front of your altar, Lord. God, but I pray that you would stir up that measure, Lord. God, that as we seek you out today, Lord, that we don't leave the same way that we came in, God.
0: Lord, I pray, God, that if
1: there's any sin in my life, Lord, let it be removed, God. Let me find a place to repent, Lord. God, and I pray, Lord Jesus, that my voice, God, that faith would just begin to speak out of my mouth, oh God. Oh, yes, Lord, and I begin to speak your liberty, speak your peace.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message from the church. We hope you feel encouraged by the words you have heard today and would love the opportunity to get to meet you in person if you ever find yourself in normal Illinois. For more information on what's happening and to discover ways to connect, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and never miss a service. Also, follow us on social media. Find us on Instagram by searching thechurch.normalil or on Facebook by searching The Church. Direct links can be found in the show notes.